Welcome to my Japanese Green Tea Podcast, the Green Tea Show with a Japanese Twist. And now your host, Ricardo Caicedo. Hello tea lovers. Uh, for this episode we have Shiho Kanamaru. She's the founder of Cha Doraku, an online tea store in Canada, and she has some very interesting Japanese teas. Uh, hello Shiho, welcome to the show. Hi. So t- tell us about about yourself. How did you get into tea? Well, it's just a casual thing, and um, I was always into eating and enjoying food and stuff, and uh, when I first moved to Montreal, I got together with two other friends, and I thought, hmm, what can we do um, to have a place, uh, to have good food and all that? So I opened a restaurant in 2010. And then because I already had a knack of tea and thing for tea, so I added a like, tea menu where every restaurant, just uh, if it's uh, Asian, uh, Japanese, Chinese, it doesn't matter, they, they serve the tea for free. And I said, no, teas are so nice and, you know, it's just like coffee. There's so many different kinds. So I added the tea menu. That was a... Uh, very popular. So three years later, I had to save a little money, but I uh, started my own business like this. What does uh, chadoraku mean in Japanese? Uh, so chadoraku uh, are two words. Cha means uh, tea, and doraku uh, means decadence. So that's exactly what I aspire to do with this business. So you are sourcing like very, very special teas? Yeah. Do you still work at the restaurant or, or is it only the tea store now? It's just a tea store now. Uh, restaurant, we broke up and um, we're all doing the different thing and the chef is running the restaurant. It's tiny, tiny restaurant, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what, what I was most interested about your, your online store yeah. Is that you, you have some different teas. They look, I've never heard about them before. Can you tell us about the the Bihako and Icho? Oh, yeah, exactly. I didn't know about it either. And when I started this online store, I started contacting all other people. And then I ran into this very different kind of uh, tea that was green tea. You know, Japanese green tea are usually very straightforward green and like slight bitterness and all but this one was like very fragrant which is very unusual and that's uh, bihako bihako means uh, slight light oxidation and i got into it and i learned a lot of things about it uh, i'm still learning but basically it's fragrant green tea okay so what i understand is that Green tea is, is minimally oxidized. So th- yeah. this one is a little oxidized, but, but it's not that oxidized so that it's not a green tea. In my tea store, I distinguish because strictly, uh, I, I, when I started, I was only limiting myself to Japanese green tea. And strictly speaking, Japanese green tea, no oxidation. Although, if you know oxidation, well, as soon as you harvest, bring it to the, the shed or the factory, there are a few, uh, like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes that left on the ground. Or in a, 
that's a slight oxidation, but that doesn't count. We, we, we quickly steam it to kill the oxidation. That's what, the Japanese, that's what makes the Japanese green tea so green, so different. So the, what I call bihako, the oxidated tea, lightly oxidated, it's an intentional oxidation. It takes a masterful timing. Uh, so that's what I learned. <laughs> Okay, and bihako is the same as icho. It's like a different word for it. That's it, that's it. When you make the oxidation process, is that at the beginning? Yeah. So it's more or less like like a little withering, like white tea. Yeah, that's it. Like, uh, I guess white tea go through the slight oxidation like that, and then I think Chinese uh, baozong, the... Like the oxidized Taiwanese tea, also go through that. So, how did you find out about the this type of tea? So, I went into this store, tiny tea store in Tokyo, outside outskirt of Tokyo. I read in the magazine. This guy is just like tiny little store with million different kind of Japanese green tea. And he's the one taught me about this very special tea. So is it something kind of new? It's not new. It turned out, I, I, I thought it was new. I mean, to me, it was new. But to him, well, people always did it. <laughs> That's how we originally learned from China. But it, it was like, it, it literally died in tea making tradition in Japan. So it's revived, sort of. Uh, what, what's the difference in between a non-oxidized green tea and an oxidized green tea? So main difference uh, are two things that's achieved. That um, it's the aroma, a much more flowery, fluty aroma, and the other thing is uh, by oxidation you um, reduce the bitterness, astringency, those characteristics that we Japanese like in green tea, but kind of you reduce it, you control the amount of bitterness. So I think it's a new people's kind of... When I think about Japanese green tea, I yeah. think it, it kind of tastes a little like, like seaweed. Yeah. Like it is it is kind of grassy and maybe yeah, like kind of sometimes it smells like the sea. Yeah. Does it happen in, in the Bihaku teas or are they they more like a Chinese tea? Mm, so the thing about Bihaku tea are it has both. Especially Bihaku Senja that's like uh, roll, uh, steamed and uh, oxidized. It has both. So that's what makes it very unique, very different from Chinese uh, tea. Okay, that's good because otherwise it would be just like a normal Chinese tea, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I do like Chinese tea too, but I like Japanese tea too. So this is like, uh, it has... Good from the both world. <laughs> okay, so what what teas um, are the best selling teas at your store? It's hard to say, but right now kamai tea is very popular. Uh, it's a Japanese green tea, but it's not the steam kind. It's the pan roasted uh, green tea. 
and that one is uh, is also um, slightly oxidized. No, it's not oxidized at all. Okay, that's just the normal kamaidicha. Yeah. Okay, and and I see that you also have uh, teas from Taiwan. Yes, yes, I do. No, I just uh, whenever I see good tea, I just contact the, the person who made. So I have this person in um, outskirts of Tokyo that I, that I met. He's the he makes the Icho Sencha, Icho Japanese green tea. Yeah, he's the best. And he told me he got me into Taiwanese tea. He showed me this um, something called honey black tea. I never smelled anything so like so sweet. I felt in like uh, what do you call this essential oil? Yeah. He's, uh, he is into Icho, right? So he learns the technique from the people in Taiwan, like the Taiwanese Tea Institute. So he said, well, this comes from my whatever. He has a mentor, right? So that's that was my first encounter with Taiwanese tea, and that was just incredibly, incredibly aromatic. And I had to go find whoever makes it. And when you say honey black, do you mean it is a black tea? It's a black tea, yes. Okay. Because I always thought the the most important teas in Taiwan were were the oolongs, right? Oh yes. But I always start with this weird quirky thing, right? So, of course, I tasted all these oolong tea, but but I was looking for like really, really very di different ones. So, honey black tea, apparently they use this, you know, the uh, Oriental beauty oolong tea? Yeah. So, they use the same technique, but they use that same leaf and make it into uh, black tea. Imagine that. Oh, okay. Oriental beauty is so honey, flowery, like, right? So they make the same with the honey into black tea. And I see that, that you also have um, Japanese black tea at your store. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, they are different, and I like them too. What happens, uh, I only uh, buy those uh, Japanese black tea made with the uh, mountain green tea leaves. That means um, very uh, different type of plant collect from the mountain and then it's rich and then it's sweet. It's made in small quantity because only uh, a small group of people know about it and like it. Because it's it varies in uh, quality every year. You know how green tea is. If you are buying this green tea from, let's say, top, uh, let's say Koyamae or whoever, right? Yeah. They make exact same taste every year. Like yeah. they try to do that. It's like a good whiskey or good uh, wine. Yeah, because they blend it. Yes. Yes. But these guys that I have, they're not blended with all these different regions. It's just that year, that plot from their mountain. So it's, it's very different. 
Yeah, it's just like wine. Like every year is different because the climate was different. Yeah, their mountain harvest is about a month later than the uh, flat ground. Oh, really? And what, what would you say is the difference between a Japanese black tea and a Chinese black tea? Um, well, Japanese are not quite there <laughs> in <laughs> black tea making, so far behind. Uh, Chinese black tea are far better, but it, it, I just find occasionally those uh, black teas made nicely. Uh, partly because of the quality of the tea leaves are so unique. And they're made with, with a Japanese cultivar, right? Yabukita? No, uh, actually the, the one I have, it's called Zairai. Zairai are at least 50, 60 year old tea plants that were um, bl- uh, mixed uh, with the mountain camellia tea plant. That's native, so it's kind of like a naturalized tea plant. Whereas yabukita, when you when they grow yabukita, they don't mix at all. They keep the yabukita as pure blend. So that's the difference. Yeah, I I know what you mean. Uh, the zairai is kind of like like natural, and there's all these types of yeah. of leaves. But yes. yabukita is basically a clone. Yes, 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 yes. One species, uh, I don't know how you call it, one kind that yields the s- same uh, flavor characteristic. Yeah. Do, do, you, do you ship to all over the world or is it only for Canada? Uh, I ship to everywhere. Um, the small package and ship to everywhere. Now t- tell us about the, the tea club membership that, that you offer. Oh, um... I have two types. One uh, is for someone who knows me already, my tea, so that this one you sign up for a year and um, uh, you get to taste 25 different teas, any tea for my online tea store and um, up to five shipments. So the membership includes all the shipping fee and all that. So the idea is that when you see something nice in my store, because my teas are a little bit more pricier than the other, uh, idea is to have the customer to, to have a chance to taste. So that's the membership. And then up to five shipments they could do. Uh, I could fit like five sample size tea in the package I have per shipment and you get 10% discount. And the other one is for someone who doesn't want my tea at all, but curious. So it's $10 a month to get like small, small, uh, two package of two kinds of tea every month for a year. Okay. I'm very flexible. So whatever people ask me, I'll just do it. But these are membership. Okay, so the membership le- lets you taste all, uh, different teas at your store. Yeah. Okay, and besides the online store, do, do you have a physical store or is it just uh, no, online? Uh, just online store, but I do uh, offer like a seminar or tasting event. At, uh, so far, I've done locally and one in, uh, a few in the U.S. 
Oh, good. Yeah. How come um, you live in Canada? Have you been there for since you were little? No, I uh, I grew up in Japan. I was born, and then um, I spent a year in China teaching Japanese, and that's where I met my uh, husband. He's from New York. Uh, that's how it all started. <laughs> so <laughs> we're in San Francisco. I went to university in San Francisco. Six years there. Then we went to New York for six years. And now finally he got a, a real job and <laughs> six ago in Montreal. So that's how we moved to Montreal. Oh, I see. And you also sell teaware, right? Yeah. What, what kind of teaware do you sell? Oh, um, I'm still updating my site. But um, I always look for some teaware that's so easy to use. But versatile and easy to use kind of like accessible teaware that comes from a good uh, teaware artisan so right now i'm into arita and tokoname those are the two regions yeah th those are famous right yeah, yeah. arita yaki and tokoname yaki yeah in tokoname that, that's where they make uh, kyusus right yeah and When you started the online store, how did you thought about br bringing all these types of tea? You want to have very different teas than the rest of the stores? Because they look really different. Yeah, so I really wanted to be different. I the One of the things that you walk into local tea store, local cafe has tea. Well, first of all, it's all about me. I want to buy some tea and they don't have it. Why? So that sort of thing. Or some tea are so expensive, I wish I could buy small quantity, right? But the dilemma is tea so spoils so fast, right? Sometimes yeah. you get the green tea that smells awful. <laughs> so yeah, that, very delicate. Yeah, so that those are the dilemma and then I try to Um, sell tea that very good but in small quantity I store in a proper place and package right at the ship uh, ship date so people could buy small quantity taste it you know at the very prime state of tea and I wanted people to know how important it is to get fresh thing Um, I'm sorry, I'm talking too much, but I remember <laughs> when I first met my husband, he said, Oh, the hamachi is awful. You know fish? Hamachi? Hamachi is Yeah, it's a type of fish. Yeah. And I said, well, hamachi doesn't smell, but all Americans think fish are stinky, but fish are not stinky, you know? If you, if you go to the right place, uh, if you... If you go to a right fish store, handle the fish correctly, then you get the good thing. So it's the same thing with the tea too. Don't you agree? You know, sometimes you're frustrated. Why do you sell this old tea? <laughs> <laughs> so what, what kind of sizes uh, are you talking about? Like for le less than 100 grams, right? Oh, if, yes, yes. So what, more or less, you, you always sell um, 50 gram pack or, or lower? Yeah, so my package starts at 10 grams, sometimes 5 grams if it's so expensive. 
Okay, so but that would be the like the sample. Yeah, 10, uh, 20, 30, and 50, and 100. Okay, um, for the people that are listening, uh, I'm going to say that I forgot to mention the, the web address. It's www.cha-doraku, which is D-O-R-A-K-U.com. Yeah. Did I say it right? Yeah. Okay, and do you have um, Facebook or any social media that, that you want to share with us too? Yeah, um, I have my Facebook. Uh, it's, uh, I think, Chadoraku. Facebook is uh, no dash, Chadoraku, straight. C-H-A-D-O-R-A-K-U, Chadoraku is, uh, if you search it, you find it. And lastly, when when there is this extra oxidation, you also get a little less um, the T catechins, right? The oh yes, like yeah, EGCG. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know much about it, but seems like that's um, that's kind of reduced by oxidizing. Um, so if you are um, looking to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> the straightforward sencha is the way, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but it is is just like I don't know, like black tea and all. The, it changes the chemical to to another form, but but at the end of the day, if you're a real tea lover, it's not about health, but because you like the taste, right? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's healthy, it's good. But but if it's healthy and it tastes awful, then I don't think anyone would drink it. It's a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bonus. Otherwise, it would be like a medicine. Right, yeah. Okay, Shiho, so thank you for, for your time. I hope that you get lots of orders and, and hopefully you can send me a sample so I can review it on my blog too. Yes, I will. So... Um, send me your address. I'll send you the each uh, of these that um, you're interested, so that you could sample. Thank you very much, and and have a nice day. Thank you. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. And in case you're in iTunes, please review this podcast and also know that you can see the links mentioned at my blog, um, www.myjapanesegreentea.com slash episode 20. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to My Japanese Green Tea Podcast at www.myjapanesegreentea.com